This is the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, episode number 17. Turn your camera off, Tavion. You're listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, the only podcast in the world that shows you how to run a YouTube channel just like the pros. And here's your host. He's grown multiple YouTube channels by millions of subscribers and billions of views. And even though he speaks funny, we promise you he is speaking English, Tom Martin. Hi there, it's Tom from the future. Just with a quick disclaimer, this podcast episode I had to record using a different podcast setup because of the lockdown and where I am and my working hours. So please do excuse the audio. It is not as juicy as usual, but do stick with it because what you're going to learn is just as valuable as always. Here it is. There is one question, or maybe two questions that I always get uh, when I finish a talk, uh, whether that's in public or online. And the question is always, should I be going back and optimizing my old videos or you know, my clients' videos or the videos of the company that I work for? And a almost constant follow-up question to that is, is it safe for me to do that? Now, I'm going to be answering these two questions in detail today so you can make sure you're doing everything you can to grow the channels that you're managing but also minimizing the risk of causing them any harm or drop off in viewership. Now, before I do that, a quick word from our sponsors, without which it would be impossible for me to retrospectively optimize a single video, and that's the honest truth. Here's a quick word from vidIQ. vidIQ is the secret weapon for every professional YouTube channel manager. Why? Because it has all of the amazing workflow and efficiency tools that you need to save you time and effort, but there's more. It also has the most advanced YouTube SEO tools in the world, including an absolutely incredible keyword research tool that I use on every single video that I publish. I've been using vidIQ since way back in 2013, and without it, I simply would not have been able to generate the billions of YouTube views that I have. That's just a fact. So if you want to get Ninja and start using the tools that the pros use, check out ProChannelManager.com forward slash vidIQ to get a free 30-day trial of one of their awesome paid plans. And you can thank me later. Thank you, vidIQ. So getting into today's topic, before we kick off, what is retrospective optimization? It's a posh way of saying going back and cleaning up the old videos, whether that is the poor work of somebody that was running the channel before you, or maybe even going and cleaning up your own work, where maybe you you might have videos that are years old, And you've learned a lot of new techniques and tips since you started, but those videos are still kind of living up to the old standard and not your necessarily your new standard of optimization. Of course, there are a number of things that you can change from an existing video, whether that's the thumbnail, description, tags. You can add things that are missing, like transcripts and end screens, cards. And of course, you can remove things like unnecessary links and anything in between, really. Pretty much the only thing that you can't change is the video itself. Having said that, you even have some options to trim the end and start of the video and even remove some music, blur faces, stuff like that. So going back to the main question that I'm asked, should you be doing this? Should you be going back and messing with older videos? My answer is always yes. And it is a resounding yes. Why? Because you 
or your client, uh, if you're working for somebody else, has gone to all that hard work of creating some great content, but maybe because of naivety, laziness of somebody else working before you, not you, of course, or just a lack of knowledge from when you were working previously or somebody else was working previously, those older videos still deserve to be seen. And it's your job now as the current channel manager and as a skilled pro channel manager to do everything in your power to get them seen. And retrospective optimization gives us a chance to almost give a second life to old videos. I have seen almost overnight dramatic results of older, you could say like dormant videos that have laid, getting hardly any views, that have pretty much gone viral overnight due to changes in the thumbnail and titles. And I've also been part of a process where I've gone in and transformed an entire channel and managed to grow it by multiple factors, and that's views and revenues, by implementing an optimization system across the board of channels that have, you know, maybe a thousand videos that we've gone on and retrospectively optimized a hundred percent manually. Yes, it is a lot of work. Yes, it can be very manual. Yes, tools like VidIQ can help you, but it's ultimately absolutely worth it because of the dramatic changes. So for example, that channel where I was speaking about a thousand old videos being optimized, I took that channel in about eight months from doing about 25 million views a month to over 150 million views a month just by optimizing the old videos. And of course, keeping the new videos up to the same standards. So without doubt, my answer to that question is always yes. With regards to the follow-up question, which I usually get, and that is, is it safe for me to do that? Now, I've got my kind of honest answer, and then I've got my kind of official press-friendly answer. So my public-facing answer is always, yes, it is safe to do so, but there is always some inherent risk when making change to a video, especially one that's already performing well. And I always say to people, if this video is paying your mortgage, putting food on the table, you know, keeping the lights on in the company, generating new business, and you're, you're quite risk averse, just leave it. If it's doing well, just leave it, don't touch it. But I always do say that for a channel to run really, really well and do well from things like suggested videos, you always want pretty much every single video on the channel to be optimized in the same system and to the same level. So my official answer is yes, but do so with caution and make sure that your clients know there is some inherent risk. On the flip side, if it's one of my channels or a channel that I'm working for or a client that I'm working for, I am optimizing everything, no matter how well it's already performing. If I think it can improve, I will optimize it. So that's my two answers to that question. Okay, so we've decided that we're going to clean up our catalog of videos. There are many, many things that we can do. What are the few things that we can do that are really going to move the needle for those older videos? Remember, we're not thinking about content strategy here because these videos are already made. They already exist. It's too late pretty much to change the video. So what are the few things that we can do to try and move the needle and you know, breathe some life back into old videos. So here are six things that you should prioritize in order to move the needle for older videos. Number one is thumbnails. Now, these are the, the gateway to your video 
almost. And the good thing about changing a thumbnail, apart from you know potentially damaging a, a click-through rate, which is unlikely if you know what you're doing, is that it has no real algorithmic effect. So even if you're not an SEO master, just improving the thumbnails is going to be the least risky and maybe have a, the biggest benefit of some of the changes that you can make. If you want to learn how to make incredible thumbnails, I suggest going back and checking out episode six in this video feed or checking out prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode six. That's the word episode number six, no spaces, no hyphens, where Rob from vidIQ, who I consider to be one of the world's leading authorities on thumbnails, gives you an incredible step-by-step guide on creating impeccable and incredible and clickable thumbnails. The second thing that we can go back and improve are tags. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole debate of whether tags work or not, whether they're important or not. I believe they are. I believe you should be optimizing them. And with anything on YouTube, if, it, if the option's there to do it, then do it to your best of your ability. And if YouTube are listening, then you're in the money. If they're not, you've only wasted a little time. But if they are and you haven't done it, you've screwed yourself. So yes, I think tags should be treated very, very seriously. Things that you want to look out for, things that you want to improve is deleting anything that's not hyper-relevant, making sure you're adding anything that is very obviously missing. Number three is making sure that all of your main target keywords are included and key phrases. And then number four is making sure you have some kind of system in place. I have quite a detailed system where you're using upload defaults for the category of video so that similar videos start to get linked together by YouTube's algorithm, and then you start to dominate the suggested sidebar. That's a very, very big oversimplification, but that is the kind of system that you need to be implementing. The third thing that you want to start improving is descriptions. These are very, very often overlooked and sometimes even totally left empty. So the kind of thing that you want to make sure descriptions include are an actual synopsis of the video in question. Many times it will just be default stuff. Secondly is that you want to make sure any links are below the kind of see more button. So you want to make sure they're not in the first three, four or five lines. Thirdly, you want to make sure you're not giving people too many calls to action because they'll end up taking none. And you also want to make sure you're including links to other playlists and videos from your own channel. That's very, very often overlooked. Number four is titles. Now, titles are important because not only do they affect the SEO of the video, how it gets discovered and suggested, but also the click-through rate. People just assume that click-through rate is all about thumbnails. It's not. It's also about the title, how clickable it is, how shareable it is, how sexy it is. So... Top tip is to make sure that the video title is always front-loaded with the sexiest part of the title. I always call that the hook of the title. It also needs to have the biggest keywords at the start of the video. And then the end of the title, I always suggest having some kind of unique identifier, usually the channel name at the end of your title. Not only does this help with brand awareness, not only would hopefully this include a keyword that you're trying to target for, but also it will help. YouTube to establish relationships between each of your videos. Number five are end screens. Sometimes I work on channels and end screens are missing entirely, which is just a massive dope moment. And I smash my head into my desk. Uh, And sometimes they're just poorly, poorly optimized. I always suggest having 
of course, one video element because you have to, maybe two, no more than that because it just becomes too messy and you give people too many choices. And then also a subscribe button. In terms of what video to program next, I always suggest choosing a bespoke video and not choosing one of YouTube's auto choices, things like latest video or best reviewer. I always suggest in one that you know would be best on the viewer's journey and also a playlist link, usually uh, a playlist that is hyper relevant to what has just been watched. This can really help to increase session times and therefore your place in the algorithm for that channel. And it really can be some low hanging fruit on getting some more views. So make sure this is one of the first tasks that you implement. Sixth and final tip of this section is to optimize your ads. If you've already got videos up and running, especially if you've got videos that are now over eight minutes, it's one of the easiest and lowest hanging fruits to really impress a customer. So by going in and optimizing your ads, especially mid-roll ads, you can increase their revenues overnight with virtually no work, but you will seem like a hero. And of course, if it's your own channel, it's more money directly into your pocket. So make sure this is one of the first tasks that you take care of. If you want to know exactly how I optimize my ads, make sure you check out episode seven uh, in your podcast feed or by going to prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode seven. So for me, those six will always be my priority. But I have a few bonus tips. These are going to help you not only to get more views and subscribers, it's also going to help you to get a foundation for actually going forward and doing that optimization. Like what are you basing that optimization on? And thirdly, it's going to help you track and analyze the growth that you create for yourself or your client to know what you've done and has it actually been worthwhile? What is the effect that that optimization has had? So you can go to the client and say, I've done this. This is the effect on the views. This is how much money I've made you. Give me more. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and fire off four bonus tips for retrospective optimization. Number one is keywords, keywords, keywords. How are you going to do any of that optimization if you don't know what keywords you are going to be targeting. Keyword research is a very technical subject. It's my speciality subject, uh, something that I have got a course in the pipeline for. You can pre-register for that over at prochannelmanager.com or academy.prochannelmanager.com. But we also have a kind of primer lesson inside of the community So make sure you check out those links and you can check out that primer lesson now and you can get a 10% discount on a monthly or annual membership to Pro Channel Manager by using the promo code podcast at checkout. And of course, you'll also benefit from all of the other lessons we have in there. Monthly office hours with me, brand new trainings every month. And of course, our VIP Facebook group full of YouTube's smartest minds. My second bonus are playlists. First of all, you want to go in, optimize ones that you've already got. You want to make sure it's got good title and description, of course, keyword rich. Make sure you're using the best possible thumbnail for the playlist and make sure to delete any irrelevant videos, add anything that is missing and to put them in an order that makes most sense for the viewer. Secondly, with playlists, create more of them. Very low resource to do so. You can do them based on your keyword research and make playlists to target new keywords that you haven't yet targeted. Of course, make sure they're optimized 
update them regularly. And again, it can be some very low-hanging fruit to get some quick wins for yourself or your client. Tip three is to make sure that you benchmark all of your analytics before you start the process. So you want to start tracking things like what are the average view duration? What's the average click-through rate? What's the average view percentage? Where are the views coming from? What are the traffic sources like? What are the monthly new views like? Monthly subscriber additions, that kind of thing. Because how are you going to go to a client and tell them what you've achieved if you don't know where you're coming from? This will also help you to identify the areas that need most improvement. My top tip for this is creating a simple spreadsheet and also inputting all of your videos into analytics groups so you can compare and contrast but also so you can then create a group of everything that you've improved and retrospectively optimized, and you can compare those against things that haven't been optimized so you can show there is a direct result from the work that you have done. And my fourth and final bonus tip is to start by optimizing in order. And you want to order your priorities based on either average view duration or view percentage because you're optimizing something that you know audiences already like and are going to stick around on, which YouTube also want. And it means that you're not going to optimize a video only for somebody to click on it and then click off of it. So this is going to have the biggest effect at the most quickest time from when you start. In other words, this is going to be the lowest hanging fruit. Once you've got a video that's already doing well in terms of audience retention, and then you just pour some fire onto it in terms of a better title tag to improve its click-through rate, you're really going to be cooking with gas. So I would start with the most highly viewed in terms of minutes and percentage videos first, working your way down to the list where you're getting down to the lowest percentage. You may even want to consider making those videos private if they may be hurting the channel. So we had six main processes that we would undertake for retrospective optimization being thumbnails, tags, descriptions, titles, end screens, and ads. And then our bonus implementation tips were keyword research, playlists, creation of new and optimization of old, analytics, benchmarking, and groups, and then prioritizing based on viewing retention. Now, I have seen this work time and time and time again, and it has blown the socks off of my clients and also, of course, for the channels that I own myself. So I want you to go out there now and get stuck in. You may have hundreds of videos sitting there waiting to be optimized, and it may seem like a lot of hard work, and it is, but the results are obvious and the results can be absolutely spectacular. I hope you found this useful. If you did, make sure you subscribe and leave a rate and a review in the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. And of course, a huge thank you again to the incredible vidIQ who I use to optimize all videos, new and old, on all of the channels that I run. And remember, you can get a 30-day free trial of one of their amazing paid plans by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ. I'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks where I'll be back with an incredible guest. But until then, happy optimizing. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. Happy uploading. And remember, next time you go to publish a video, ask yourself, what would Tom think?